Danny, Danny, thank you so much for having me back. And it's a joy to be back. And I believe you put a spell, a good spell, uh, on the journey of Boy Swallows Universe about two years ago. And um, I've never, ever forgotten uh, how kind and generous you were to have me on early on um, when Trent Dalton and the world of uh, literary fiction went, were pretty strange to each other. And uh, I was very touched that you took the time of day and I'm, and it's so cool that you took the time of day again. I feel like I'm part of the Words and Nerds family. You guys are so amazing and lovely and such a family of amazing literary lovers and creators and people who advocate. Oh, thanks so much for your questions, engaging with the novel and for everything you're doing. I know the podcast is hugely, hugely loved, so um, you're a gem. I think it's awesome the work that you do you know, we're out there in this pool of, of like however many writers there are in this country and we're all trying to get our book to the surface. Podcasts like this enable us to do that and also to talk about our craft. Danny, you're a gift from heaven. I love that you're such a great supporter and advocate for not only kids' books but adult novels too. I love your interviews across the board. Kudos to you, Danny, for uh, for getting everyone to relax so much that they open up and tell you such interesting things for the benefit of your listeners. So, <laughs> Thanks, right. Jack. Yeah, well That's done. That's so true. Oh my gosh, I just told you all these things that I've never talked about before. I can edit that bit out. I can do this, and I was just so comfortable that I was like, this is a special knack. Who wouldn't want to celebrate this fabulous podcast? Hi everyone and welcome to the Words and Nerds podcast. I'm Nat Amor, author of Secrets of a Schoolyard Millionaire, The Power of Positive Pranking and The Right Way to Rock and I'll be taking over this episode to introduce you to someone who had a huge impact on my very first book in a slightly unexpected way. For those of you who have read Secrets of a Schoolyard Millionaire, you'll know a little bit about WOTSI, a non-profit who directly fund life-changing healthcare for individuals without access to affordable medical care. There's a wonderful character in my book called Toby who is a big fan of this website. I often talk to kids in schools about WOTSI when discussing the value of money and putting into perspective what you can get for how much, and also how to integrate things that mean a lot to you in real life into your fictional stories when you're writing. With Secrets of a Schoolyard Millionaire recently released in the US, where Watsi is based, I thought I'd take the opportunity to have a chat with McKinnon Engen, who is the executive director of Watsi, about how they started, what they do, and how we both agree that Watsi is a really great way to get kids thinking and talking about how they can make a difference and have an impact on the world, starting right now. I really hope you enjoy my chat with McKinnon as much as we enjoy chatting to each other. Thanks, everyone. Hi, everyone. Nat Amor here Hi. with the lovely McKinnon. Hi, McKinnon. Hi. Like, got a little welcome sign for you today. Oh, you're good. <laughs> well, that's right. McKinnon's from Watsi, so we're going to have to give you a little bit of a rundown on what the go is here. So I'm Nat Amor. I'm an author of books such as Secrets of a Schoolyard Millionaire. Now, I have a few books out in Australia, but Secrets of a Schoolyard Millionaire just came out in the US recently, which is super exciting. And in this book, there's an amazing character called Toby, who is 
the most generous, wonderful, gorgeous person on the planet. And he is a bit of a moral compass for the uh, main character, Tess, who's <laughs> a little less of those things. Uh, and he is really, really passionate about an amazing website called Watsy. And the gorgeous McKinnon is from Watsy. So, McKinnon, can you give us a little bit of a rundown on what's, what's, what, 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 what Watsy's all about? Yeah, and we love Toby over here. He's like our number one ambassador out spreading the word. So huge thanks to all the good Toby's doing. Um, so I have the complete joy of running an amazing charity called Watsy. And we are a website where anyone anywhere around the world can go on and meet someone who is in need of life-changing healthcare. You can give um, as little as $5 and 100% of it directly goes to the care they need. So this is, you know, children who are born with club foot, um, people who need cardiac surgery, um, people who need cataract surgery. It's, it's truly amazing um, to just see this, um, this transformation that happens. Um, so we, we think everybody um, has a desire to help others inside of them and want to make that easy and fun. Um, so we love that Toby has found Watsi and I'm excited to share more about it with you all today. Should I, can I give a little bit of background about how we started? I would, well, I personally know, but I think that our listeners would love to know how Watsi came about because it's, I mean, it's huge now. You're in many countries and all over the place, but I know that it started as something much smaller. So um, yeah, why don't we have a little chat about how it all began? Great. Yeah. So like a lot of great things, um, Watsi just started as an idea and a few volunteers with big hearts. Um, so our co-founder Chase was serving in the Peace Corps in Costa Rica, and he was wrapping up his time. He was on a bus um, traveling across the country and a mom got on and needed support for her child who needed healthcare. And she walked up and down the aisles and Chase noticed everyone gave a small amount. Um, you know, it wasn't like anyone could fund the whole thing, but Little by little, everyone gave. And it was around the same time, like just everything we were doing was on the internet. Our phones, we were having our meals starting to be delivered. Like Chase just thought, you know, my friends in San Francisco would love to help this woman. Isn't there a way we could also use the internet for good like this? And no one had at that point ever started a crowdfunding site for healthcare. So um, he got together with a few friends and volunteers and they launched Watsi. Um, it was kind of crickets at the beginning, like Chase's mom donated. <laughs> he laughs. Our other co-founder, Grace, her family donated. Um, but quickly the word spread. They put out an amazing article and all of a sudden, like thousands of people got on. The site crashed. They funded every single case they had lined up um, and they were like, there's something to this. We're going to really start Watsi and so quit their jobs. And now we're, we just celebrated our ninth birthday, actually. So we've, we've reached um, patients in 27 countries around the world. Now we have the most amazing doctor, doctors, nurses, social workers, these teams that just are so active in their community. They know who needs help and they know who this type of support would be absolutely life-changing for. And so it's really exciting to be just a small piece of that and to share that with you all today. 
Now I check, I check quite often. So I'm obviously a big fan of Watsi, which is why I wrote a character who was obsessed with Watsi. Um, and I go on there quite often. I, do you know what I actually do is this, I, I wouldn't say it's regular, like I don't have like a, a definite date, but anytime I like, it's mostly Monday mornings, but anytime I wake up and I'm just like, just feeling a bit like crappy. <laughs> One yeah. of my favorite things is to go on to Watsi and um, I know you've said that some people go on and they just like will donate to the first person that they see or something like that. I have a habit of going through until I find someone who's like almost fully funded. <laughs> and then I'll, and then I'll yes. like. Yes. You're like, I off. am putting this over the limit. I love it. I know. There, it's-, it's like my little Monday morning slam dunk. And then. Yes. Um, it just, and you know, and often that's only you know, $25 or something like that. And if I can't do that, then I'll find somebody else and just donate or whatever. But it, it does when everything in the world feels so big and so you feel like you can't help and you can't do anything. And it all seems a bit blur going on Watsy and just knowing that, you know, throwing 10 bucks here or there or whatever can make such a big difference. So I'm on the website a lot. um, And I often am looking and I won't actually when we did the American version of Secrets of a Schoolyard Millionaire, we do a little shout out to Watsy in the in the front, um, and it's oh, in the back. Sorry, and it says like, you know, did you know Watsy is a real website? And then gives a bit of info, and it was hilarious because the the Australian version came out in two thousand and nineteen. And hang on, I'm going to check. So in two thousand and nineteen, when I wrote this, I checked on your website. And at the time, you had funded life-changing operations for over 4,600 people, right? Then when I came back to do the updated US version, and I was like, oh, I better just check the numbers. 22,000 people in (laughs) I know. Our community is unreal. Unreal. Isn't that a phenomenal? I mean, I'm pretty sure Apple hasn't grown that much in the last like two years. That is incredible. Do you know where you guys are at at the moment? Um, we're at around 23,500 patients. That is yeah, incredible. it's so unreal. And the response during COVID, I think it's what you're saying. Like, it is so hard for so many people right now, and we want a way to just put some good light into the world right now and, and have a positive influence. Um, and that's what I, I, when I talk to our community, they're like, I love getting, I mean, who likes getting emails? Our inboxes are like crazy, but they're like, I love hearing from Watsi is like the best part of my month when I get to, we have monthly donors. And so they get like a surprise patient that they help every month. And they're just like, it is the, the best thing I get to know that I've been a small part of of really helping change someone's life. It's phenomenal. So I'm glad it brings you joy. We actually yeah. like we're a small team here. And so we see every time a new donation comes in and we like jump for joy. We're like throwing confetti on it and so excited. Like, especially with sometimes, you know, it'll be like a brand new donor. Yay. We're so excited. The news is spreading. Like help us help us introduce Watsi to more people. It's it's so so fun. That's so cool. And I think like the other thing that I really like about it is I think a lot of people are finding ways to cope. Like Sydney at the moment is in lockdown, has been for three months, has another minimum month to go or what I've, you know, I've lost track. I don't know. A year I think we've been in lockdown. I've sort of lost track of it all. But, um, you know, there's still some people who can work from home. And so like financially it might not be affecting them, but like mentally I think it's hard on everybody and it's sort of that thing where you you know some people might go oh you know what I might just do a bit of online shopping to make myself feel better (laughs) I'm like I might just do a bit of online what's yeah 
Let's do a little donating. I'm not going anywhere. I don't need new clothes. So yeah, it's it's like it's so true, and I think you're not the only one. Like it's just been so beautiful the way people have shown up for each other, and you know, there's there's so much bad news in the world, but like we see such glimmers of humanity like just taking care of each other right now it's it's phenomenal yeah that's awesome and it's um because I, I obviously speak to a lot of kids in schools with the books and stuff like that and I think like it may be different for you and kids in the U.S. I don't know how sort of aware they are of how their healthcare system works but in Australia we have you know um, public healthcare systems so like the idea for Australian kids generally that if you're sick you can't just go to the doctor or if you're hurt, you can't just get fixed. Yeah. It's something that they, um, yeah, they don't quite understand because it's not, it's just, you know, it's not sort of the case here. And so I think like even just talking to kids about how that isn't the case all around the world is is really important as well. Yeah. So how do you, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you is like, what have you found resonates with kids? How do you approach that? Obviously, this book is a lot of fun and it's hilarious and it's adventurous and it's, you know, it's about two kids who find a million bucks in their backyard and they, you know, try to act like movie stars and go on a big spending spree and get jumping castles and throw lollies around. And then they quickly realize it's really hard to spend a million bucks when you're only 10. Um, And so they kind of have a bit of a, you know, turnaround when it comes to how they're going to use the money. Um, And then without giving too much away, there's an event that happens that makes Tess, who's, um, this budding millionaire have a second think about what she should um, use the money for. And so that's sort of, you know, that's sort of the turning point. But I think with kids, it's really cool because when I go into schools, like it's all money, like I'm talking about money, right? Like these kids find a million dollars. It's so cool. And one of the things I sort of do with the kids is I get maybe four kids up and I go, okay, here's a prize. You've all found a million dollars. You've got to tell the rest of the kids what you're going to do with that million dollars. And then we're going to vote for which idea we like best. And the person who, you know, came up with the best idea then gets this prize, right? So it's all like setting them up to be like, win, 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 win. And then one kid, there'll always be one kid who's like, I'm going to get a mansion with sharks in a moat with lasers on their heads and a Lamborghini. And, And I'm just like, Okay, so you live in Sydney, right? You do realise that for a million dollars you'd be probably not even get a two-bedroom apartment in Sydney. You're not getting a mansion and a Lamborghini. So even that for people to make kids go, like they think a million dollars is like never-ending amount of money, but it's it's not anymore. You know, there is, I'm like, maybe you could get, probably not even the house. You could maybe get an apartment, but that, that's it. You still have a mortgage, sorry. And then, you know, you'll go, you'll eventually have like some kid who's like, um, I donated all to cancer research. And then everyone's like, oh, I should have said that. <laughs> you know? And their mom is so proud. Yeah, totally. And all the teachers are like, oh. <laughs> but it's really interesting to talk to them. So they start to get a bit of, because that age group, the age group that I talk to, their money perspective is a bit whack. Mm. And then from then on, I tend to move into like, okay, who owns a, who owns a Wii or who owns a, an Xbox or, a, you know, whatever. And we start talking about how much that's worth. And then that's when I kind of bring up Watsy and I talk about, okay, well, here's, here's a, you know, I, I often will use kids just because it's like easy for them to relate to. But like, here's a person who, the, for the cost of your Xbox, can literally save their life. Mm. You know, and when you start, it really spins them out because they're sort of like, 
they think a million dollars is everything, then realize it's not much. And then they think an Xbox is like not much, like everybody should have an Xbox, but that same amount of money can save someone's yeah. life. Wow. And it really, you can see their brain just go, wait, what? <laughs> so for a million dollars, I could save how many people's lives, but I can't get my mansion and my Lamborghini? Hmm, you know, and so that's yeah. when we sort of start to talk about that. And I, so I incorporate it in a really sort of fun way that gives them a bit of perspective, but then obviously leads into, okay, well, money's great, but isn't it even better when we use it for stuff that counts? And that's yeah. the conversations that we start to, to, to have. And then talking about how big a difference you can make with so little, you know, like, okay, we talk about how much pocket money do you get a week? How do you spend it? If you did this, like I talk about how, you know, if you donated regularly, even if it was just $1 or, you know, if you did a, if you did a fundraising activity, how could you use that money? So all that kind of conversation. And it's really, it's really amazing to see kids' brains just like, you can almost hear them like, (laughs) First of all, we need you talking like beyond kids. I think this message could go much farther than that. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I don't talk to adults. It's useless. (laughs) Like, I can't change your mind, but I'm going to work on the next generation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. You guys are too late. (laughs) I love it. They totally get it. I mean, I have my kids. I have two boys. They're four and six. And starting about two years ago, we gave them Watsy gift cards for Christmas. I mean, they still got like a Lego set. You know, we didn't want tears, but they actually love it. And they, they, the stories resonate. Like, I think. That's what's so beautiful about Watsi is we're we're created a way for people to share their own story and for other people to connect with that. And there's something about just the the common human experience that you know if you're I, since I'm a mom, I particularly like get weepy eyed when I'm reading about the other moms and I'm like, yeah, I want to help this woman. We had a dad on the site just this morning who was in a car accident and can't walk. And he has three boys, six, five, and like three. And I'm like, how, you know, how is this family? I'm thinking about how stressed my own family is when I have a job, um, you know, I have a partner, we have healthy kids. And just to put myself in that family's shoes and know that for this small amount of money, like we can lift this huge burden off of them. Like, why would we not? Why would we not do that and be a part of that goodness, you know? The other thing is the amounts are so yeah. low. Like it's, it's, yeah. and that's why I think like with the kids, it's really important to sort of, you know, use things like the Xbox or whatever for them to realize you can literally save someone's life for the cost of their Christmas present, you know, like it's sort of, and it's not, it's not about wanting to take away from the kids and them not having an Xbox or not having a Christmas present. Like you said with your, you know, you still get the Lego set, (laughs) but it's just that kind of that concept of like, and also empowering kids that they can make a difference. Absolutely. Yes. And they can see it. It's tangible, you know, it's, and I think one of the, for me, one of the greatest things about Watsi is it's, it's putting a face to it. It's tangible. You can see, you know, you can see what you're doing. And I think for kids, that's, uh, you know, that's just really, 
important. It's not this other. It's it's mm-hmm. it's real and it's in front of them, which is confronting but important. Yeah, and the and like kids want to just be able to be kids. Like, you know, they want to go out and climb a tree and run around and play with their friends and and where you know get to be able to get to school. Like it it's so I, I so often I'm reading stories about our patients and yes they live far away and yes their you know experience is so different but this underlying desire about a full life for the people you care about is we all have that and and like you said too with the the helping the parents who are trying to take care of kids as well you know it's this this kind of all-encompassing yes and the grand like the grandparent we have a we um help support a lot of cardi uh, sorry cataract surgery and the grandparents are like i'm just trying i just want to like be able to be with my grandchildren and help take care of them and see them for you know this last chapter of my life and i'm like yeah 200 and the you know 200 dollars like let's make that happen for you yeah no it's it's awesome you guys are amazing I think too, one of the things, you know, that you're such a leader in is just the power of storytelling and how you can have a plot you're trying to like take people through, but there's so many other layers to that and what you're trying to convey. And I think you, you're just a master with like weaving all of that together in a way that resonates with people and, and makes it fun for people. Like, you know, you don't want to just sit down and read an essay about like 10, 10 ways you should care about money and do good in the world but like people are obsessed with Toby and his best friend and like this amazing adventure they go on and and they like can't put the book down and then at the end they're actually like also a slightly better person it's <laughs> Yeah, I think someone described it as um, hiding the veggies in the bolognese sauce or something. Yeah, oh, I'm I'm a master at that. Like, I have something green, like just sprinkled in, like the smoothie, the the spaghetti sauce. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, sometimes people have this opinion that stories, especially for kids, either need to be fun or meaningful. And my whole can't be both. Yeah, no, that's my. I mean, that's my whole thing. That's like. My whole thing when I sort of set out was like writing stories that were adventurous and fun and where the the kid characters had a lot of autonomy and it was all about them and they were driving change and driving their own dreams and going for what they wanted and standing up for what they believe in. Yes. But it was also like really fun and adventurous, you know, and, you know, if you happen to learn something along the way, then hey. (laughs) That doesn't hurt either, but it's um, any kind of message or whatever that's in the book is all character driven. And it's all coming from stuff that that I feel like I feel overwhelmed sometimes. I want to change the world. I want to make it a better place. I want to help people who are in a worse situation than me. But sometimes it all just feels too much. And I think um, for kids, they have that. I spend a lot of time with kids in schools and stuff. They have that feeling too. They can see like kids know what's going on they can see the problems in the world and sometimes they feel really really overwhelmed you know they'll wake up just like wanting to cry because of something that they saw on the news you know and I think like finding ways to help kids feel like they are contributing not help them feel like help them contribute actually yeah actually help them contribute help them make change um, and show them that they can, they can put their stamp on the world. They can make a difference. It will actually help a lot of the anxiety that they're feeling. 
it's not about hiding them from the news and pretending all the bad stuff's not happening because in the world of information that we live in now, they're going to know. You can't protect them from it. What you can do is show them that they can help make change, stand up for what they believe in, you know, and make the world better for somebody at some point. And then, you know, when they get a bit older, if they want to become prime minister and run the country better, that would <laughs> be great as well. Yes. But they don't have to wait till then. They don't have to wait till they're an adult to start making the world a better place. And I think that whilst, of course, it, it will help the people that are getting helped, it also helps the people that are doing the helping because it, it, it makes you feel less powerless. Um, so that's really important too. Oh, I love it. You are like on team Watsy. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, we all can make that change. At, you know, if you're three years old or 93, we have a way to like spread more kindness and care in our own community with people all across the world, with people we've never met. We can actually be a part of making other people's lives easier. And I'm really glad you found Watsi to do that. And, you know, there's so many other ways too, but I think it's really powerful, as you said, like to actually feel a sense of who you're helping makes that feel so tangible and, you know, so real. And especially for kids um, to be able to see who they are helping and who they are impacting, I think can only inspire more generosity in their lives and, and just deepen the connection they have with empathy and understanding other people's experience in the world um, in a way that's really genuine and authentic for them. And I think, you know, when I think back on the last few years, some of the most inspiring moments I've seen have been led by students and kids and just having the chance to share their voice and, they're some of the most amazing leaders we have now are these yeah, amazing children who like speak their minds and, you know, don't hold back. I, I think it's so cool when I'm around kids, how they just say what they want to say. It's not like this dancing around things. And, and somehow that like cuts through all the clutter. And I think, I think it's really beautiful when we write, you know, blogs and things for Watsi. I try to just say like, what am I really trying to say here? And like, keep it simple. Um, and it, it really, I think that approach resonates with so many. Yeah. And it's, and the other thing is like, I think, you know, if anyone's listening to this and they're trying to think of, you know, things for their kids, one of the great things about Watsi for me as a, as someone who talks to, to, to kids a lot, is it something practical? So like, you can talk metaphorically about how kids can make a difference and make change and whatever, but like you also need to give them examples of you can do this today, right now. It's going to involve this much effort or cost this much money or you know whatever it is, but you've got to you've got to help them with the practicality of it as well because it's all very well to be like be nice to people. Well, okay, cool. It's much better with a kid if you say. See that kid over there who's got no friends at the lunch table? Why don't you go and have lunch with them? Or see this website that if you, you know, if you take that $5 that you won at the school raffle or whatever it is <laughs> and and put it there, it's going to help that that person. See that person on the screen? Yes. That one, you know. So I think also that's really important for um, like parents or um, teachers or whatever. It's practical it real. stuff. Kids want to be able to grab hold of it and and see that they can do that thing. Yeah. So I think 
sports, he's great for that as well. And we have a, I was talking with a mom um, who has a few kids. They live in San Francisco, California. And, and she had a great way of saying it. She said, I, from a very young age, talked to them about save, spend, give. And when they earn money, um, you know, for chores or helping out or Christmas birthdays, like that's their approach. They can, they should save some for the future. They can spend some on something fun for themselves or a friend, and then they should give a little bit away to help others. And I just think that's such a simple approach to it. That makes so much sense. And, and like you said, you can have the Wii, like go play all day, but think about there's all these other kids around the world too, and we can do something to impact their lives. Yeah, no, it's really, it's really, it's very cool. And it was also kind of quite fun in this book because I got to explore, a lot of my books are very kind of like, right wrong and my books cover the whole gray area in between right (laughs) because like which is the more like real world yeah well we tend to tell the kids that there's right and wrong and we forget to discuss the gray area and most of our life falls in the gray area and I remember when I was a kid like my mum used to say don't lie lying's bad right like okay cool lying's bad right Next thing, we're at the grocery store and she runs into a parent whose children are absolutely night, absolute nightmare. And the parent's like, oh, is there any chance you could take care of my kids like on Saturday night? And mum's like, oh, no, we're going to a thing or whatever. Bye. Anyway, she leaves and I'm like, are we going to a thing? And she's like, no, no, we're not going to a thing. And I'm like, but you totally just lied. <laughs> like, yes. I thought lying was bad, you know, and. The, the fun thing about books like this is you get, you know, there's, there's a bit of a kind of like Robin Hood story in here. If you're do can you do the right, the wrong things for the right reasons? Mm. And those kind of conversations are really important to have with kids. And doing it through storytelling is a really fun, safe way to do it too. To and kids get it. Like you said, we shouldn't just be not talking about these things. Like they totally get it. And so I think from very early ages, my approach to parenting has been to talk to my kids about what's going on around the world and, you know, try to make, make it like accessible to them. But there's a lot happening right now. Um, and I think one of the best things we can do for our kids is to, to have a place at home where you can talk about those things. And I was so excited. I got a note from school about like, they're going to be talking about it. And I immediately wrote back the teacher like, yes, yes, yes. I'm so glad. Like there, we, this is a time, um, you know, they're, they're starting to already, for example, here, like three-year-olds already face discrimination. So everyone should know that that's an issue and let's, let's make the world better. Let's get ahead of it finally with this generation. Absolutely. Okay. So I, what we've got to definitely cover is where do people go to find out more about Watsi? Thank you. Yes. Come. We like to say meet a patient, come meet a patient on Watsi. And that's www.watsi.org, W-A-T-S-I. Um, you can right there say meet a patient and you'll get to meet someone amazing from around the world who really could use a little bit of your help and our whole community will come together and make their life a whole lot brighter. Um, so I hope you'll check it out, W-A-T-S-I.org. I would love if um, if you're listening, if you would have your kid join you to do it, like Nat and I have said, it really will resonate with them too. And um, for funny things, like my son was like, 
a noodle seller. I definitely want to help fund that noodle seller. Like that is the most amazing job I've ever heard of, you know, or, you know, maybe your child's like nine years old and wants to support another nine-year-old. Like you can find what resonates for you, but, um, it's, it's a tangible, um, real direct way to have a positive impact on someone's life. We are grateful for Toby, um, who makes giving back to Watsi patients part of his day, but you can also check it out too. I went, I made many to ask, where did the name Watsi come from? So the story I told about the bus, um, that was actually, they were going through Watsi at the time. So it's not like an acronym for something else. It's literally like a place on the map where Watsi all began. Oh, that's so cute. I love it. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Um, I hope to visit one day. I haven't been there myself, but... We can go together. Hey, I know. And and those of you listening might not know, but Na actually lived in Indonesia and was it Thailand, right? So my secret plan is that Nat and I are going to get on an airplane and meet up at our hospital there and get to hang out with some amazing patients one day. I would love that. That would be so cool. Yes, make, we'll make it happen. Thank you for chatting with me today, McKinnon. It was so great. This was a thrill, a total thrill. I um, have some books on my table to read with my kiddos, courtesy of you. And I can't wait to chat again. Thanks so much for giving us the opportunity to share Watsi's story with your community. And, and I'm so excited to have you as part of Watsi's community. It's, it's a wonderful, just an opportunity for us. We've only ever grown because people tell their friend or their neighbor about Watsi. So if you can take a moment to check us out. We're also obviously on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all over. You can check us out, uh, W-A-T-S-I. .org. It's so nice that we got to like, because obviously I've been, you know, involved in Watsi a long time before I met you. So it's I so know. nice to actually like meet a human part of this. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So actually what happened was um, Nat posted on Instagram now months ago, um, a page from the book when Toby talks about Watsi and we immediately messaged you like, hey, we want to connect uh I think that was March so it's been a while but we well it was funny because that was actually a repost of somebody else posting oh cool yeah somebody had post taken a photo of the page from the book saying um you know really loved the book and also just discovered Watsy like you know never heard of it before this is so cool and then I was like oh my god that's great and then I reposted it and then that's when you messaged me I love it See, the internet, it's a great thing, isn't it? It's, it can be. <laughs> At times. <laughs> For things like Watsi, it is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. This is, this is such a treat to get to chat with you. And again, can't wait to meet up, hopefully, with you somewhere in the world and meet some of the amazing patients that we're helping. I would love that. Thank you so much for chatting, McKinnon. Yes, thank you. Talk to you all soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. We'd love to engage with you on social media. You can find the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Danny V Books, Words and Nerds podcast. You can also subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Stay safe and read more books.